Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Great day. Mike Husson here. Hope you guys are doing great. And today we're going to continue down on part number two on one of the most exciting areas of our business, and that is negotiations. You know, guys, as I said yesterday, negotiating is a very, very powerful and important thing, whether it's in business or in life. <clears throat> it's got to be one of the most important things that you keep in mind. And top negotiators in every field all right, study for many years, and they're studied at this whole process. They have similar qualities, and, and you can learn and apply the, uh, these ideas in every situation you'll deal with in selling in your business. And by practicing, really, at the end of the day, guys, your behaviors, the behaviors of top negotiators, you can become one of the great ones as well. Guys, remember... Top negotiators are made, they are not born at all. They study the field of negotiating carefully and they practice all the time. They practice by negotiating deals, okay? They do certain things in the same ways over and over again. They got a step-by-step -step process, how they think, how they act, what they do, what they say, very typically, and because most transactions carry a framework. The details are different, but the framework is very much the same, and they understand that. And again, they have developed a series of techniques and strategies that work in almost every situation, regardless of what you're negotiating, whether it's an appointment or a contract to purchase and sell. It doesn't really matter. So as we said yesterday, we're going to go through how to approach every negotiating situation with proven tools, some techniques that you could use to get the very best deal for yourself and your client and everybody involved in the whole process. Again, our goal here, guys, at the end of the day, and you've heard this before, is to create win-win situations. It cannot be win-lose because at the end of the day, if anybody loses, very typically, you don't have a deal that's going to work for you. So let's keep that in mind. So I want to continue down the path, and I ended up yesterday <clears throat> on the last point, that I'm going to go through today. Um, the last few, I left it off yesterday talking about time as a critical element in negotiating. And so I want to continue down to the next step. <clears throat> we want to talk today in part two of this to complete this thought process about qualities of top negotiators. Tomorrow I'm going to do one more, which will be part number three, but that's going to be something I'll tell you about at the end of this because otherwise you'll want to just wait till tomorrow, and I hope that's not going to be the case anyway, but I'll keep it to the end here and I'll let you know what that is. But at any rate, today we're, let's continue down. So um, as we wrapped up yesterday, we talked about time and I want to continue down this road, and the next thing is developing options improves your position in negotiating. Okay, improves your position when you can develop options uh, in your negotiation. Remember, guys, you're only as free as your alternatives. If you have, if there is only one way to do things, then you're locked down. There's not, you're, you know, negotiating is a give and take at the end of the day. And if your buyer, as an example, you're dealing with a buyer who says, I'm firm on this and I'm not going to do more than that and I'm stopped here and don't even come back to me if this, or a seller says the same thing and there's no alternatives laid out on the table, okay? So I might say to a buyer who says, hey, I want to do, I wanna, I'm firm on this price. I'm not going to go any higher than this and I want to put $5,000 down. Well, that might be what they want. But is there alternatives into that? Well, maybe they want to give the price. Maybe that's the only price that they want to pay. But can we give an option here? Can we create an alternative such as a higher deposit to give strength to the deal? Again, guys, 
Alternatives are very, very important. The more choices you have, the more power you have in the negotiating. So understand your options improves your position. Options improve your position. And frankly, the more options you have, the better off you are. And pray and to make sure, write this down, I am not going to, even if I have 10 options, I'm only going to start out with throwing out two or three at a time. I'm not going to go in and give them the whole boat. Okay, I only need to get away with one, but if there's if I have an option with ten, okay, it's obvious that we have uh, an, an open plethora of opportunity here to get what we really really want. So keep your options open. The le- next point that I want to share with you is to know exactly what you want before you go into negotiating. Know exactly what you want before you enter into a negotiation. It's very very important. Okay, what is your outcome? What is your ideal outcome? Okay, or result that you want to get. Okay, now you might not know that yourself because you're dealing with a buyer or a seller. So what is your question to them? We talked about that yesterday, asking questions, right? Not making statements, not assuming anything. Let's not assume because we cannot assume and win negotiations. Okay, we might get away with some things, but those are exceptions. Those are not rules. And we want to play by the rules because the rules are the are most the majority, 95 if not 99 percent of everything that we deal with. The exceptions are oh I don't have to ask any questions. I'm just going to say something. They're going to take it. And everybody's going to be happy and and sign the contract and we've got a closed deal in 30 days or less. Okay, yeah that could happen. However, here's what we want to think about when it comes to what is your ideal outcome or result that is desired. You might know what it could be. But let's get clarity from our clients. What do they want as an ideal outcome or desire? And that includes money. It includes time. It includes deposits. It includes uh, inspection periods if you're dealing in real estate. A number of factors there. But you can lay those things out. Time, motivation, uh, all of those things, we can lay those things out. So we want to ask those questions. Let's get clarity with that. Are you prepared? What are you prepared to give and what are you prepared to accept? Okay, I'm not accepting anything less than this. I'm not prepared to offer more than that. All right, at least we know where we're coming from. If we could, could you? Okay, well, I'm, they, and a lot of times, guys, people don't want to tell you what they're thinking. They don't want to show their hand because they think that you're going to puke that information out to somebody else. And you got to tell them, say, guys, listen, between you and me, I'm not sharing this. I have, I, I have an obligation to let you know that I will not share this with anybody. But let's, let me understand so I know what I'm dealing with here. Because I could be at a table, I could be talking with people, and I can have some flexibility in my discussions. Now, I might not give the whole deal. You know, this, the buyer says, well, I'll give you a little bit of a taste, but I'm not going to give you the whole boatload here. And that's okay for me as long as I got a taste. If I if I'm not sure what to accept, or what I'm willing, what they're willing to accept, what they're willing to give, then it kind of freezes the opportunity, especially when it comes to dealing with the other agent involved. All right. Listen, I talk to my buyers. They're willing to do this, but they want to do that. Okay. They're willing to give this, but they won't accept. They want it, but they want to accept that. So at the end of the day, guys, it's important that you put the position out there that you want to go in before you go into your negotiation. What is your ideal outcome result? What are you prepared to give in and or accept in this whole process? The next thought I need you to write down is think through every detail as thoroughly as possible. Okay, and I don't want to say the word thoroughly. I don't even see the words as possible. 
Just think through it thoroughly, all right? Think about the outcome. Think about, put yourself in the other shoes of all of the parties, the seller, the buyer, the agents, the inspectors, the appraisers, the bankers. Put yourself in all of those shoes and think through the process thoroughly. What are their requirements? Okay, what do they want as an outcome? What are the major issues that need to be resolved if there are any? What are the major issues that need to be resolved if there are any? What are the starting positions of each party? Where are they coming from? You know, you know, you know a seller's got a starting position. They're asking 500000 for the house. That's a starting position, right? What are the personal minimums? What are their maximums? Okay. Again, guys, thoroughly think about it. Put yourself in other people's shoes. It allows you to think thoroughly. What would these people want? Thinking thoroughly means asking questions, asking questions of the other. Well, tell me, why are these people moving? Why is it important for them to sell? If they don't sell, what's going to be the outcome? Well, they don't need to sell. That's just them talking. Well, why do you have the property on the market in the first place? Why are we even making an offer if they don't need to sell? <laughs> what are we doing here, right? And I say that to agents. They say, well, Mike, they don't really need to sell, so you know your offer cannot be low, and it's got to be very firm. Well, what are we doing here? Why are they even selling? I've got to tell my buyers that these people don't need to sell. They don't want to sell, so let me call them up, and I'll get back with you. Well, wait a minute, Mike. What do you mean, get back with me? Well, you just said they don't need to sell. My buyers want to buy. They will like the house, but you're telling me now that the sellers don't want to sell. Well, no, no, you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you mean. Tell me more about that. Again, guys, it's thinking thoroughly and asking thorough questions. And don't be intimidated by another agent, even if they're a powerhouse selling a million homes a year. I don't really give a shit about any of those people. What I care about is understanding the whole picture of the whole transaction, understanding where people are coming from, the who, the what, the where, the why, the when, the how, gives us a position of strength. Okay, and that position of strength is not you lose, I win. A position of strength is creating a win-win for everybody. Okay, whether well, is there going to be somebody who's going to think that they lost? Maybe, but very fundamentally, great negotiators don't let that happen. They let they show everybody that this is going to be win, and they're going to be saying, "Oh, I got something here." Okay, I might not like it, but I got something out of this deal here. So again, guys, be thoughtful and be thorough. Okay, um, we have to think about issues as that need to be resolved. Okay, and what are the major issues? What are the minor issues? Let's make sure we're very, very clear about them. You know, the minor issues could be deal killers very often. I hear this so many times. Oh, Mike, they killed the deal because there was an inspection on an as-is purchase an inspection on an as-is purchase, and the seller said that they didn't want to fix anything. Well, they're not required to fix anything. They're selling the house in an as-is position, as-is sale. Well, wait a minute. But they didn't want to fix anything. The buyer wanted them to fix something. Well, they don't have to fix anything. It's an as-is sale. So really, at the end of the day, who killed the deal? You know who killed the deal? It wasn't the buyers or the sellers. It was the agents. Okay, guys, I'm selling the house as is. Do you want a right to inspect? Go for it. If there's some repairs, let me know what they are. I'll talk to the seller. Maybe they'll do something, but I'm not going to make any promises because that's why they're selling it in as-is condition, very typically anyway. So, guys, what are the major issues that could be involved? What are the minor issues, etc.? And differences, keep this in mind, guys, 
differences in perceived importance of the issues to be solved make a negotiating negotiation possible. Let me repeat this. Differences in perceived importance of the issues to be solved make negotiations possible. Okay? Each layer of your negotiations have levels of importance. Okay? Time frames for moving may not be as important as price. Price may not be as important as time. Condition may not be as important as price. Price may not be as important as condition. Even though the property needs work, oh my gosh, I don't have the time to fix it. So I therefore, I have to pay a lower price because I have to hire somebody to come in and fix the property for it because I don't, can't do it, I don't want to do it, and it's not my business to do that. I can't do it, right? So differences of perceived importance by your clients, by you and your, and your agents that you're dealing with here as you're putting these deals together, negotiating deals, is very important when it comes to making your negotiations very, very possible. And guys, last point, then we'll wrap up on these thoughts here, okay? No negotiation is ever final. Gosh, I hate when I hear it, and Mike, I was on a deal and we lost it. It, it stopped. Everybody gave up. No, you gave up. <laughs> okay? You gave up. I get that. You know, I say that tongue-in-cheek, but oftentimes it's, it's us that give up. Okay? We stop. Because why? Because we haven't thought thoroughly. We haven't thought thoroughly about the, uh, the deals. We haven't gone through these points I'm sharing with you today. Okay? We're not asking enough questions. We're not digging deep enough. And as a result, when we get to these points when deals just freeze and they don't close, we lose, don't we? So, guys, here's the bottom line. No negotiation is ever final, okay? A deal may be final, but no negotiation. What can, new information? So write this down. What new information can you do, can you find out to reopen the negotiations? Doesn't mean you're giving in. Doesn't mean you're, that you're, you're kowtowing. Doesn't mean any of those things, right? What new information that you can find out and ask that we can do to reopen the negotiation? Be prepared if you need to, to revise the terms of the negotiation for the other party. Okay? Be prepared to revise the terms of the negotiation for the other parties. That's okay. Doesn't mean you have to give again the whole boat. We just need to have an idea what is available to us. Okay? Why do people need just that particular number? Why is it like crazy for them? Whether it's buying or selling, why won't they pay more than that? Why don't they want to accept less than that? Okay? And then dig deep. Again, guys, I'm telling you, I promise you, if there's any one thing, it's you're going to be your bonding and your understanding and your communication and your relationship with the other agents involved. And the, and the better part about it, or the scarier part about it, depending on how you look at it, if you're dealing on both sides of the transaction and you're the selling agent and the buying agent, don't out-negotiate yourself. Put yourself into a position of strength okay and work hand in hand to be a collaborator and connector so you can make the deals happen again no negotiations ever final and I'll wrap it up both parties need to be flexible okay in order to open up a new negotiation 
Okay, there's got to be a desire and a motivation to really want to do something. You know, again, it goes back to that point I made. Well, they don't need to sell. Then why do you have the property for sale in the first place? That's a bunch of hogwash. That's a cheap statement. I don't like it. Never did, never will. But understand that if there's some flexibility, we can open it up, the negotiation, to the end degree. So, guys, in summary of this part, uh, this, these two parts, which is actually one, one recording, but at the end of the day, listen to yesterday's recording, listen to this recording again, go back to it, keeping in mind that in business, sales, life, everything is negotiable. Your skills as a negotiator largely determine how much you will sell and earn in the course of your careers. It's very important that you understand that. Fortunately, negotiating is a business skill that anybody can learn, Okay. And the only way you learn how to negotiate is by what? That's right, by negotiating. Okay. Keep in mind that you're not, as I said earlier, you're not just negotiating time, uh, contracts. You're negotiating maybe appointments. You're negotiating time. You're negotiating things having to do with money, people. Okay. There's things in there that must be that you're always negotiating. So the more you learn, the more you are negotiating time. Okay. Oh, I can see it tomorrow at three. Well, I can't see it three. I can see it four. Okay, that's not negotiating. Negotiating says I can see it three, and they say no, I can see it four. And you say, well, I can't see it four. I can see it four thirty. That's negotiating, isn't it? Okay. So review these ideas on a regular basis. Okay. This is not the end all. However, it's a great foundation, isn't it, to get the ball rolling. And prior to ever negotiating situation. Keep your mind open to what are the possibilities, and the more, again, that you practice, the more, the better you'll become at this whole process, and soon enough, you guys are going to be one of the top negotiators in the business that you're in. That's the deal, because that's our goal, isn't it? Now, tomorrow, as I wrap up this, I thought about this tonight, I'm going to just throw in a couple of extra a bonus call on this, which is on negotiating the sale. Okay, yeah, these are top negotiator characteristics that I shared with you today and yesterday. And then the next thing I'm going to talk to you about is the negotiating the sale. Okay, well, obviously some of this will overlap, but it won't for the most part. So don't worry about going, oh, my gosh, he's going to repeat this stuff again. Go have a great day. Listen to this recording again, realprofitbuilders.com. Make sure that you go to my other site, which is Real Estate profitbuilders.com. Go make it a great day today. And as I wrote in my signature today, make it count, guys. Okay? Just don't show up. Whether you're spending time, it's the holiday season. Now I get that. Some people are off, and that's fine. And you may not listen to this recording. You're listening to the, you may not listen to this call, but you're listening to the recording. But whatever it is, make what you do count every day. Okay? I know it's a challenge from time to time. But don't make that a part of your problem here. Make it a part of the solution to help you grow and be better. So by making it count, doing all you can in its imperfection is better than the alternative, which is doing nothing at all. So go make it count. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much for your time.